you're listening to the Intersect Podcast. It's me, Noah Coot, along with my educated co-host, Michael Brunash. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, you know what's better than educated? My employed co-host, <laughs> Michael Brunash. Yeah, I got a job. Well, I accepted the offer. T- big news, big I news. I accepted the offer today. We'll, uh, I have to go for a background check. And as far as I'm concerned, I haven't done anything sus. But yeah, welcome to, I guess, the Merica uh, episode. (laughs) Now, now, just to be quickly sure about this, um, you've paid your taxes, right? Yes. Okay, good. That's like a big no-no here in this country. Um, Um, Not according according to the Pandora Papers and not according to Donald Trump. (laughs) True, but I'm just saying, like... If you're talking about America and you want to be a good citizen, pay your taxes or else the government's going to hunt you down. Mm. The IRS is going to hunt you down. You don't mess with the IRS <laughs> unless you have the money to mess with them. Although the IRS says they're, they now want bank records from everyone in the U.S. So, you know, the IRS is looking for you. We're talking to you. Yes. Um, y- you, listener. Listener. The IRS is looking <laughs> for you. They want to know everything about you. <laughs> all right well um how are things going how are things for me going um, <laughs> yeah it's it's a thursday as usual how have you been noah how's how how's uh, your life been in the past week so i'm kind of off the rails today um well not this morning but like this evening yes um but i have finished up my midterm week or my last midterm for this week was today, this morning. Ooh. So I'm kind of like chilling this afternoon. Um, and I ended up f- finishing Squid Game on Netflix because everyone was talking about it. So I was like, you know what? I got to get in on this too. So I am finally just watched it. And no I was spoilers. Like, this I show is. <laughs> okay. I want to say the show is good. Um, I think it's a little overrated, but I think it was still entertaining and it made me a little more emotional than I'm used to with some shows, but it was like, I think it was interesting. The ending kind of got me confused, and I think it was kind of a nice ending, but also it was a little bit of a weird ending. I wish it, I mean, endings are always a little, a little weird. I feel like it's hard to get a good ending on something, yeah. but like, it's kind of bittersweet, and I think that it's nice that I kept it bittersweet, and also it makes you sad because, yeah, um... Yeah, no. I don't want to spoil much, but you know it's a, a Battle Royale style yeah, thing. Yeah, I've, I've seen the memes. It, apparently, it's Netflix's don't get attached to biggest people. show. 111 people have watched uh, Squid Game so far. So I'm just curious, though. Was it Netflix funded? Like, did Netflix from the start plan on getting the show? Or did they buy the license from it from the Korean, like producers or whatever so i think it's netflix funded just because when a uh, squid game first came out there was this story and a korean isp sued netflix because they crashed their systems because too many people were watching squid game in korea <laughs> in korea because uh you know what i'm gonna say kudos to netflix for funding shows in other countries um because i know a lot of their shows are based out of america that have their own studios here in the u.s and oh no a lot of, nice a lot of their shows expanding. are international especially because europe mandates yeah. it 
Yeah, I know. Um, I think there's like a German one called Dark that's pretty cool, like sci-fi-ish. Yeah. Um, and they've always, I have not watched it, but I've had it recommended. They've always had like Latin American and like uh, and like South American shows. Uh, they have a big uh, budget for like African movies. So they're they're everywhere. And this one was big. Uh-huh. I mean, even if they're mandated to, even if they're mandated to do it like at an international level, I just think it's cool because if they somehow manage to like get super popular shows going from international like movies, it might show them like maybe invest in something that's out of the usual American style and like a very new kind of experience because that might actually bring a lot of attention to Netflix in terms of their. Yeah, I mean, uh, so Squid Game, 111 million viewers. If that many, if, imagine 111 million people were in the U.S., that would mean one in every three Americans would have watched Squid Game. Like, just the context of how big that number is. Um, They've had massive, you know Money Heist? Mm. Money Heist is an international show. Not sure. Like, I'm pretty sure it's Spanish. I don't think I know that one. Really? It was like the biggest show, like, last year on Netflix. Okay, okay, okay. You know, I usually am not a big TV show watcher. The only reason I started watching it was because, well, I wanted to like... Uh, oh, yeah, I was back on at home this weekend because I was getting paperwork ready for my citizenship stuff. And since I was at home, I wasn't hanging out with friends, so I had some free time and I didn't want to do work all day, so I ended up starting to watch the show. Oh, I didn't realize you went back to Boston. Hey, I'm going to Boston next week. Hey! Enjoy your time there. I probably won't be there. Oh. I'll be there the 27th, though, of October, doing my naturalization. Please don't stalk me. I'm not going to tell you the location now that I mentioned that. Um. Well, I'll be there uh, I'll be there around November 26th in Boston, and I hope we can hang out then. Oh, my. I think I'll be back around that time, too. Um, we should plan something. There's, there's absolutely nothing special about that time, but uh, we should plan something. Yeah. Actually, I'm planning my birthday. Which is gonna be this has been a fun like couple days. Got a job got a got accepted to a job today. It's my birthday Sunday and I started this new job Tuesday. Like honestly everything is lining up. I'm so excited. I know it's your birthday, but you know what I'm really excited about? What? My niece's birthday. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously. That you're right. I'm I'm excited for her birthday too. No no reason. Except that literally every time it's Michael's birthday, the first question I ask him is, you know what day it is? And he responds as he rolls his eyes, knowing, of course, the answer saying, what day is it? And I just say, it's my niece's birthday. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to mention yours till after my niece's. Yeah, it's been a running joke since, how old is your niece? Like 2008? 2007 something like that she was born around the time i moved to the u.s so like all the time <laughs> but yeah no because it wasn't a, it was definitely not a thing uh i think it was 2007 because it's not a thing the first month we met because like i was brand new um so yeah. i want to say third grade so since 2007 <laughs> it's been a thing yep <laughs> Oh, well, um, exciting stuff happening, and this is actually your early birthday present. Kind of unplanned, but just for the fun of it, he gets to quiz me today on... Um, kind of unplanned. We've been, America. we've been talking about this for a month. <laughs> I know, but we said we'd do it on your birthday week for this reason. Yes, and I spent the last couple hours going through apparently the wrong test 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I had to inform him that there's actually a different civics test between 2008 and 2020. The 2020 one was specifically produced by the Trump administration to be more difficult. Um, I wonder why, but that was just something I have been told, which is why I realized that if I am doing a civics test, I'm doing the 2008 one. And for some reason, um, if you're... There's only a certain set of um, dates where if you apply between those two dates, you're allowed to do a 2020 exam. And then basically nobody else is allowed to do a 2020 exam. And also, if you are allowed to do a 2020 exam, you still have the choice to go do the 2008, which I just find interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's because... They basically rolled back. Nobody wants to use the exam um, for the six test. Yeah. The 2020 I one. guess it's because of what I studied. I didn't actually find it that hard. In fact, I've made sure that my personal quiz for you is a lot harder. Um... <laughs> yeah, poli-sci major is going to be laughing because he knows everything about how the U.S. government works. Meanwhile, here, I'm just an electrical engineer, like, confused when you mention, I don't know, what the fuck even is a constitution? <laughs> Pretty sure that's a... Never heard of it till now. Pretty sure that's one of the questions. I'm not sure. Uh, I've had a I've had a lot going on between when I started this and when I ended this. All right. Well, yeah. So things are going, um, and I'm just looking forward to this weekend where I finally don't have to worry about studying for my midterms. Hey, do you know what you can do this weekend? <sighs> it's not that you you're done with Squid Game. You don't have to study. Do you know what you can do? I'm going to go hiking. Uh, I was gonna say you can play yoked. Well. Not, technically not yet, but you can pre-order Yoke, and you can have something ready for when you go back to Boston. Are we doing a sponsor spot? Yes. Uh, I don't know if we're actually sponsored. Um, we are sponsored. It's kind of like a friendly shout-out with... Uh, am I getting a free copy of the game? No. <laughs> Damn, okay. A friendly shout-out to Yoke. The developers, one of them is a very good friend of ours from high school, and she um, loves, um, I think, pestering you, Michael, into promoting the game. I'm going to give her a friendly shout-out and also saying, I am totally willing to uh, give you a 100% rating. Totally not biased if you give me a free copy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just buy the game, because... I just got employed. I got employed. So I'll just buy the game. If you want a gift... Uh, Can I buy you the game as a birthday present? Oh, I was going to offer you the game for your birthday. <laughs> oh. Well, if I offer you the game for your birthday present, you can do the same to me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> ah, the ideal arrangement. Um, Yeah. So. Yeah, pure... How far are we in this... I don't know, or like 10 minutes in. So yeah, pre-order this game. It's coming. You can uh, add it to your wish list now. And it's available October 28th. Okay. <laughs> we'll take a small break and then we'll be right back where uh, we'll see if Noah, Noah deserves to be an American. And we're back. And Noah. You know what? I better deserve to be an American. I'm just going to say that now. If you pass this test if you get fine okay uh, let's see you only need 12 12 out of 20 so how would we do this under the, these jeopardy rules um, i don't know you did something kind of fancy with like the whole jeopardy board you guys can't see but he made like a little board for me on this website and i'm now like 
have to pick pick options. Okay. Um, how many total points can you get out of this? Uh. Okay, twenty five hundred plus um twenty hundred. That means forty five hundred. Uh, plus fifteen hundred. We're doing means... math. <laughs> yeah. So plus uh fifteen hundred, which does six thousand plus one thousand, which makes seven thousand. Seven thousand five hundred is a total um in points I can get. Okay. Which I should get a point already for doing all that math, please. <laughs> sure. Uh you get a hundred points right there. Seven thousand five hundred. Awesome. And you only need twelve out of twenty to to pass, right? Um, no, it is 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10? Okay. 60%? But, but, you can, you can, you can raise the stakes if you want to. No, it's fine. If you get, if you can, if by the end of this, you can manage to get 4,500 points, you are an honorary American. Actually, bonus, uh, bonus question right now. Did you know that uh, Congress and uh, Congress or the president can designate can give honorary uh, citizenship to people? Can you? Uh, is this is this a question I need to answer? Uh, no, no, this is a bonus thing. I want you to guess. If you if you get it right, you get five hundred. Uh, you get five hundred points right out of the bat. How many people have been given this uh, honor of honorary Americans? Um. I'll give you. A, it's less than ten. Three. Oh, wait, I'm. Three. Three. No, seven. Yeah. <laughs> Is Einstein one of them? Just out of curiosity. I have no idea. I just I just saw the. I was looking up interesting facts and that came up. I have no idea who are the seven. I can look them up later if you're huh. curious. I am just curious because I know Einstein was like, technically a refugee for a little while. Yeah. Um. I, Noah. And so I was wondering if uh, they gave him like a surprise citizenship and are like, yeah, now I can work on a military project with us. It's possible. Uh, anyways, there's this thing called the Manhattan Project we want you to work on. <laughs> I don't know. This is just a random guess, but I wouldn't be too surprised if it were true. I mean, we help we help Nazis escape uh, Germany, so and have them work in the U.S. Right, Noah. So our let, let's explain. We have we have different categories. We have uh, questions uh, about the Constitution. We have questions about Congress. We have questions about the President, the Supreme Court, and then history, which is essentially anything I wanted to ask that I either forgot in the other sections or I thought were interesting. <laughs> so cool. No. Anyways, and. Time for me to get started? Yes. I'm going to go for president for 100. President for 100. Okay, we're starting out safe. How old do you have How to be? How old do you have to be? To be president. Uh, I want to say 25. No. <laughs> Oof, we're off. 40? Huh? 18. To be president of the United States. No, I think there is a specific age, and I can't remember. I want to say it was something like 30s, 35. Okay, what's your final guess? Um, let's say 40. 40? Wrong. 35. 
Shit! I had the right answer earlier. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> um, now I do remember something about it, which is like the reason it, I find it weird that you can't be 18 and become president. But the thing about it was also there's so much education that gets involved to become president that it's like you can't really get into it at 18 in the first place. Uh, it's also like for the longest time, it was only under Nixon that 18 year olds could vote. It used to just be 21, so... Hmm? Hmm? You didn't know that? It used to be 21? You have to be 20... Uh, before uh, Richard Nixon, you had to be 21 to be able to vote. Were you had to be 21 to vote? <laughs> before uh, before Richard Nixon, yes. Damn, I did not know that. Okay, okay. Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to go president for 200. I got to get one right. President for 200. How many people have been president? Um... 46 47 you, you already oh, said 46. 46 all right so Aldo Biden yeah. is the 46th president of the United States he's only the 45th person to do so because Grover Cleveland served non-consecutive term and he was both the 22nd and 24th president so while we're on president 46 technically only 45 people have been president can't wait for Trump to be 45th and 47th <laughs> Yeah, it's he, he says he's running again, so that's possible. But yeah, sorry, Noah. Yep, you're wrong. What you said forty? You 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 said forty six, and then you switch it to forty seven. And I said, damn it! And I said it, the answer is forty five. I need to stop doubting myself. I should just like go right for the answer. I say right for you guys go. Okay, president for three hundred. I hate presidents. <laughs> yeah. How many presidents have died in office? Five. Is that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Eight have died in office. Four from natural causes and four from assassinations. Damn. Okay. I'm bad at this. <laughs> These are also not questions I studied at all for the civics exam. That is true. I said they were going to be harder. Okay. Congress for 100. <laughs> Name the two different parts of Congress. The House and the Senate. Good job. <laughs> yeah okay damn uh supreme court for 200 how many members does the supreme court uh, supreme court constitutionally have uh there's no limit constitutionally it's a tradition thing correct yes i that's one odd fact i remember from a previous discussion we had i think it was when rgb died uh, yes that's probably it the notorious RBG. So actually, thank you for uh, teaching me that, because uh, now I know. Also, I've noticed how okay. you can see I did this in a hurry, because, oh my god, is my spelling uh, grammar so bad. <laughs> uh, don't worry about that. And I'm going now Constitution for 300. Constitution for 300. Is slavery illegal in the Constitution? I don't think the term slavery is necessarily illegal. I think it is illegal to own an individual. Well, so I want to say no. It's not illegal. It's not illegal. Uh, so yeah, you're right. It, it's not illegal. Uh, slave. You can't own a person unless unless uh, slavery is a, is illegal unless it's punishment for a crime. So Noah, you are correct. Okay. Um, now let's see. I'm gonna do history for 400. History for 400. 
Uh, you just have to be like close-ish. What percentage of the U.S. of U.S. history has it's been in some sort of armed conflict? I want to say something like ninety uh, percent. Is that your final answer? It's a big number for a country to have been in conflict for. Is ninety? I am unsure because actually, yeah, I'm gonna stick to ninety percent. Stop making me doubt my answers. I'm just asking you, are you sure I'm not saying anything else? Yes, yes, I'm sure. Okay. Please. <laughs> so, according to my best research, uh, the U.S. has been uh, has been at war for around 90% or of its history. So, the U.S. has existed for 245, and people have, have been... Uh, according to all the, all the information I can find, the U.S. has been at war for over 220 years out of that 220 years out of 245 so noah you're right okay 90 percent. it is indeed a big number <laughs> you see now that i'm like going on different topics than to congress i'm suddenly doing well or no, no president what was it? president <laughs> yeah i should just stay away from that president 500 i guess um you know what i'm gonna go president 500 you know what just swing it let's go <laughs> oh <laughs> How long can a president go to war for without asking for congressional approval? Um, I'm asking you that. I do not know. Um, it's probably something like, huh, I'm curious now. I'm trying to debate if it's between a year's kind of length of time or months. It could be even shorter, like weeks. You can do only three days of war. Um, I want to say six months. Six months, is that your final answer? Yes. Incorrect. So, <laughs> after the whole uh, Gulf of Tonkin incident that started the whole Vietnam War and everything, Congress got really mad at the president. So they introduced what's called the War Powers Resolution, which is still to effect to this day. But it essentially says that the president can use the U.S. military, it in case for uh, for a national emergency event and he 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 within uh, 48 hours he has to notify congress that he took a military action um but after 60 days he has to ask for approval and if he doesn't get approval he gets an additional 30 days to withdraw the troops but technically speaking the president go can go to war <laughs> As long as it hits 59 days, it is all legal. I mean, I find it interesting because isn't the president technically the um, chief of... So, commander-in-chief. Well, yeah, the chief of the mil, The commander-in-chief, and therefore he also is the one who controls the military. Yes, but Congress is the only is the only house, uh, is the only body that can declare war. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I did not know that. Oh no, there's a lot of so this this question is not going to be on any civics exam, um, but it's just to it's just to show you how the reality is different from what like the Constitution says. Okay. Uh, yeah. The War Powers Resolution. That's interesting. Oh wait, that. Okay. Yeah, nothing happens there. Okay. All right. Um. Let's see. I'm gonna do Constitution for one hundred. Constitution for one hundred. What is the U.S. Constitution? The law of the land. I think that is a specific set of words that they use to describe the Constitution in my naturalization exam. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I, 
That's right. It is a document that defines different rules. Yeah, you know, I was giving you the points. You're, you're right. It forms the government. It defines the powers of the government and protects the rights of the people. Actually, uh, I hope this is not cheating, but I'm quickly going through my booklet here. It says, the question is actually, what is the supreme law of the land? And the answer is the Constitution. Okay, I was using I was using the 2020 question, and that was the 20 question, yep. 20 question. but yes. Okay, I'm ready now for, um, let's see, I'm going to do Congress for 200. Congress for 200. Oh, how many members of the House are there? This is a tougher one, right? Uh... To, in my head, it's really obvious, but like, it's four hundred and thirty-five. Correct. Oh, yes. So there. So you're. So you're. So you're right. I'm gonna give you the points for that. But did you know okay. that there's also six additional members of uh, of the House of Representatives? Um. Let me guess. For the territories and D.C. Yes. Correct. Uh, those oh my. those six members ha- cannot vote though. So, yes, because none of those um territories or DC have a vote in the federal government. That's which is kind of interesting, true. and this is why DC really DC can vote for the president. Yes. Okay. Everything else they can't vote oh. for. Okay, that that makes sense. Yes, because they can vote for the federal government, but they don't really have. As much influence as other states, they only have like one or. So, uh, so the the uh, amendment, which I don't have off the top of my head, that gives DC the right to vote, gives DC the same number as elect of electoral votes as the smallest state, which happens to be three. Because if oh, here's a question for you for like I don't know two hundred points. Why why do we have the number of. Uh, why 535 electoral votes? I know it's 538, but I already explained where, where three of them come from for DC. So where does the 535 other electoral votes come from for 200? This is a bonus. Um, I, I'm trying to think. I want to say counties, but that isn't exactly it. Um, is it a historical reason for the number? Yes, but the same reason that the House of Members is a historical reason. Okay, because I wanted to say, like, back then, um, the 13 colonies or something were divided in, like, 435 different nope. counties or districts, the, and then that's the why House of everything expanded used to into... be a lot smaller back then. Yeah, okay. I am actually not sure. I am curious. Okay. Um, but I'm just going to guess it has to do with the number of districts in the U.S. for voting. Okay. Yes and no. So, so the number comes from your, the number comes from how many representatives you have in all of Congress. So this is why the, uh, this is why the minimum number is three, because every state gets two senators, right? And then there's the additional senators in terms of population. And then there's members of the house that are in terms of population. So okay, each, which is based on census data. Yes. So this is what I'm saying based on you're right on there. It's based off the number of federal electoral districts there are because that's a based off population based off the census. But so, yeah, the, the reason I, I know how many like I can figure out the numbers for all of this is I know there are 100 senators because there are 50 states. 
I remember DC has their three. And then I just do uh, 538 minus those numbers and I get 435 members of Congress, of the House. But that's where it comes from. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Good job, though. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. I'm going to do a Supreme Court for 300. Supreme Court for 300. How many presidents have been members of the Supreme Court? That's something I've never thought about. Um, oh, my. Um, do you want a hint? Yeah. It's low. Very low. Zero? <laughs> Not that low. <laughs> I was thinking like two. Two is my answer. Two is your answer? So close. Yes. Only one. <laughs> okay. I, I never actually thought of it, but it is true. A president could continue their political career and be a Supreme Court member, right? Yes. In fact, a lot of people have, have put Obama's name to become a future Supreme Court justice because he was a constitutional law professor. Ooh, okay. That's interesting. Yes. But only one president. Uh, president uh, William Howard Taft. Now, here's an odd question. Do you know if a Supreme Court member can run for president? Yes. In fact, there was one person who ran, a Supreme Court uh, member who ran for president, and he almost won. But then he lost. I forgot against who. Um but yes. Okay. They're just interesting. Um, so technically could be in both branches of government at once? Not at once. <laughs> okay. You have to give up one spot for the other. Okay. Um, president for 400. President for 400. Okay. You can just, just get one or the other because this one, this one was more of a fun trivia thing for me than like... Damn, Since, I know there's like a president that served for three terms or something like that. Yeah, so um, named, name either the longest serving president or name the shortest serving president. And there was a president that served for like two days and it just left. <laughs> no president left, was there for two days and then just left, but sure. Wasn't there a president that just kind of yeeted himself out like really early on? Just answer one of them. I don't know their names. Ah. Um, or give me some. Roosevelt. Three terms. Roosevelt, I'll give it to you. Because even though there are two Roosevelts, um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, oh, okay. FDR, the president. The, 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 the World War um, II one. I already one. gave it to you. And the Great Depression one. I know, but it's this is the one I was specifically thinking of, so I'm actually happy. Okay, <laughs> yes. So Franklin Delano Roosevelt served for three terms. Uh, well, he did, he was elected to three terms. He died during his third term. And he is considered to be one of the greatest American presidents. He did the whole, like Noah said, the Great Depression. He did the whole New Deal. Um, and he and he led America to, uh, to war in World War II and won. And yep. he did that all from a wheelchair. <laughs> He had polio, and he was known for refusing to show up in a wheelchair anywhere, too. And he'd always stand up with the help of people, I guess, yes. when doing Things you can get away speeches. with before uh, modern media. Mm-hmm. And, but well, he, he had the secret police very insistent on having the secret police help him um, hide the fact that he had polio. Yes. He's also, he's also, in fact, related to the other Roosevelt. I think they're, like, 
cousins or something. Yeah. Actually, this makes me think. I know you lived in D.C., so you probably know about it. I think the Franklin D. Roosevelt mo- uh, Memorial or Monument is, I think, one of the coolest monuments in D.C. And also what's so unique about it is that there's a statue of him in a wheelchair, which is unique because it's something people would never have seen before. And it's like a way of commemorating him for his effort he did and to show him in such a unique light. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm not actually sure I remember looking at the memorial. It's been a while since I've been to D.C. Um, but I will visit soon. I just need to find a time and place. But yeah, so FDR. Bring me to D.C. and show me all the cool stuff, you know. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yes, on the flip side... Uh, on the flip side, sorry, I'm getting text messages right now that are funny. On the flip side, um, William Henry Harrison was president for 31 days. Now, the funny thing about... So he kind of yeeted out of that whole president position pretty quickly, huh? Well, he died. (laughs) He he Ah. died of pneumonia. Uh, he's famous... That'll do it. His only really big accomplishment in, uh... Well, he's, he has two things that he's memorable for. I mean, three things. The first one is for dying after 31 days of pneumonia. Um, the second one is creating a constitutional crisis because it wasn't a thing back then that, like, uh, uh, the vice president was going to take over. So they held, they had a whole constitutional crisis. And the other thing is he holds a record for the longest... Um, <laughs> The longest inaugural speech at over two hours. And the day he decided to give his inaugural speech, it was a very rainy, cold day. And he said he and he refused to wear a coat because he wanted to prove that he was tough. And then 31 days later, he died of pneumonia from refusing to put on a coat. (laughs) He wanted to show that he was tough. I mean, we could guess. Maybe they're not related, but we could guess. And it seems Correlation like a pretty easy way to guess pneumonia. But yes. Yes. Um. <laughs> oh, the irony. Although, and a historical tidbit that's interesting is these are people who have actually officially been recognized as being president. Because there, you can, you can, there are other people in in history that have exercised the power of president without being president so the is that the thing about the two-day guy who like the presidential powers for two days nope, or something like that nope still not there Damn. um so the longest non-president president would be um oh i forgot her name yes her she um would do you remember woodrow wilson the president of the United States during World War One. He is one that is often, yeah. Yes, I do remember him. Uh, the racist. Um, I want uh, in the last two, he had suffered a stroke um, during his presidency. So the last two years of his presidency, only two people ever talked to him. One of his like close advisors and his wife. And then whenever something came up, his wife would would go to his room. And then come back with an answer. But because he had a stroke and it seemed like he was incapacitated, technically speaking, she was the one making decisions. So the U.S. technically had a female president 106 years ago, something like that. 
That's interesting. But yes, more recent examples where we're a little bit more sure what happens is uh, after like this, I think it was the 25th Amendment or something like that. Um, they It established clearer rules on the order of presidential successions. But the reason that's important is that some for some re- if some for some reason the president is incapacitated, they can temporarily give their powers to their vice president. So George W. Bush did that I think twice, where he was undergoing surgery and he was going to be put under anesthesia and put to sleep. So he delegated power to Dick Cheney for about like a couple hours here and there. And that is how the war in Afghanistan started. <laughs> Not how it started, but. <laughs> But yeah, that's a thing that's happened. Uh, right. I don't know how I feel about Dick Cheney <laughs> having those powers. <laughs> well, he only had them. I still feel like George Bush's administration was more evil than he was. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Okay. Um. <laughs> Next question. All right. Um. Well. Let's see. You're I'm actually doing. doing you're actually doing really well, because I said the cutoff is forty five hundred, and you you're at two k. Doing really well. All right. History for five hundred. Yep. Okay. Deadliest days in America and in, in American history, and the reason why. Uh, I only have like the top six days, so if you can name like two out of uh, two of them, then you win. The deadliest days in American history and why. So a specific day or the days, like an event. I'm going to say specific, a specific day. You can name it. Okay, you don't have I was to, about to say to the COVID pandemic. You don't have to give me a date. Um, you just have to give me like a day and then I'll tell you. Or like a, a, re- okay, a, a really, historical event. I, I just really want to say the pandemic, like Corona pandemic, because that is... I think there is a very high death count from that. Um, well, do you want do you want to count that? You 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 just need list two. There's six on there. Okay, does pandemic count? Do you uh, the COVID pandemic? So yeah, that, yes, that counts. February fourth of twenty twenty one was the I believe second deadliest day in American history, all because of COVID. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and uh. <sighs> I want to say something kind of snarky, like, in terms of American population, although America wasn't really a thing there, it was going to be, like, the Jamestown Massacre, if it happened. <laughs> we're, we actually have no we're proof doing, about we're it. We're doing wrong um, numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so nothing, like, really historically old, where it's just a lot of people died, but for the small colonies they had at the time. Um, didn't the... I feel like a foreign war is not a good answer, but a lot of Americans died during those wars. Yes, but a single day, um, a, a single day event. Single day event. Um, huh. You get a couple guesses. Like, it, it, I'm not gonna. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to say I think there was another big disease that kind of got over. Uh, Civil War was very deadly for the american population at the time okay so see that one is, oh, that one is tough because <laughs> yeah we'll see if you come up with better examples because that one i'm a little bit iffy on um there was a major earthquake in california that one time no that's mostly one city oh wait 9 11 
Okay. 9-11 earthquake. Okay. 9-11 is not an earthquake. <laughs> no, I'm saying those are, it was an event. those are two different things. And the cause for 9-11 was from the planes crashing into the towers. There was a COVID pandemic due to all the number of, number of people died from this, the pandemic here in the U- U.S. There is um, the Vietnam War was one with a lot of people who got drafted who died. Yes, but that's not a single day event. Okay, single day. Well, 9-11, single day event. Okay. All right, so I, I already gave you the COVID one and 9-11. So, the six deadliest days in American history, the uh, first one comes up in the 19, uh, 1900s in Galveston, Galveston, Texas, where 8,000 people died from one hurricane. Okay. Um, I mentioned before, on February 4th, 5,077 people died of COVID-19. That's the second mm-hmm. deadliest day in American history. Uh, this is where I was... Uh, and that is a day. Yes, a day. A single day. Just a sing- Okay. And then, uh, and then the third one, this is where I was a bit iffy on, is the Battle of Antietam, which is during the Civil War, where 3,650 okay. people died. Uh, there's also the San Francisco earthquake. <laughs> oh, which I did mention. Yes, which you did mention, where 3,000 people died. And number five is uh, 9-11, where 2,977 people died. And number six is the attack of Pearl Harbor, where 2,390 people died. I am kind of mad about Pearl Harbor, because I feel like that is one I could have probably guessed and didn't. But I am still surprised that... um, Oh, no, you did... The San Francisco... You did better than I expected. Yeah, I I, I did better than I expected. Uh, (laughs) I would not... This is something I had to Google. (laughs) Okay. Uh, this is an interesting question, but all right, let's go. Um, I'm going to do Supreme Court for 100. Supreme Court for 100? Current Chief Justice of the yes. Supreme Court. Uh, Mr. Scalia? Who? Did you just say Scalia? Scalia. Is that your final answer? Isn't he dead? <laughs> is, is Scalia your final answer? Yes. Scalia's been dead for years. <laughs> Oh. He he! Remember, he died, and um, Obama tried to appoint Merrick Garland, and then oh, Mitch McConnell refused, yeah. and that's why we have uh, Gorsuch, Neil Gorsuch, on the court. Okay. But yes, the answer um, is yeah. Chief Just the Justice John Roberts. I will honestly say I am not too aware of the people on the. Supreme Court, and usually when I know the person, it's because they died, because their name is all over the news. Yeah, actually... Oh, I guess there was Brett Kavanaugh and that lady who, uh, from Notre Dame... Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, Coney Barrett. That's... Wait... uh, That's her name. On the 2020, uh, uh, test, they said they would ask you to name, like, current people. Is that the same thing for 2008? The current people? Like, current Speaker of the House, current Majority Leader. Yes, they will ask you to name your U.S. representative. Yeah. They'll ask me to name the current president, the current vice president. Um, let's see. The number of justices in the Supreme Court, um, which is interesting because they... Apply on the civics exam that this number is not constant. Um, I mean, it's because it's true. Somebody can die. No, sometimes, so sometimes it's been five. Sometimes it's. I don't think it's been, been more than nine, but sometimes it's been seven. Like, 
any time, any day, any random They do ask who the chief justice is. Yeah. So I did fail a question on the civics exam, but now I know it is who? John Roberts? Yes. Okay, I got to dig that name into my head. I got to know the capital of my state, the governor of my state, to um, Charlie, political Charlie party of the president. Charlie Baker, Boston. He's a Republican. Yep. Um, the name of the Speaker of the House of Representatives. I gotta check who's, a few of Who's the of these Speaker? Stuff. Can you guess the Speaker? Um, it's certainly not Hillary Clinton anymore. Hillary Clinton was um, never the Speaker of the House. Oh, she was the Secretary of State. Yes. The current Speaker of the House, then, is uh, Nancy Pelosi. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> I got that right. Do you know who um, the Senate Majority Leader yeah. is? Nancy Pelosi? No, she's House. Who's the Senate Majority Leader? Oh, uh, it's certainly not AOC or Elizabeth Warren. AOC's um, House. Elizabeth Warren is a senator. Okay. <laughs> she is a senator representative for my state. Yes. <laughs> so that's at least one of the representatives I need to know. And who knows the other one's name? The, uh, the other one's yeah. name is Ed Markey. Oh yeah, I hear his. He name does a lot time. of tech just, policy. I feel like he he's in he's in a lot a lot of tech policy talks. Ooh, that's cool. Um, I I know Mitch McConnell's a minority leader. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is it? Cocaine Mitch. So who is the Senate? Mi- huh? Cocaine Mitch is one of his nicknames. Oh, yes. Uh, so yeah, but I don't know who is the majority leader technically the majority leader is uh chuck schuber senator of new york chuck schumer yes okay that is not a one i need to know but it is cool to know okay i mean you live in new york yeah. most of the time though <laughs> yes but do i pay attention to much of what's going on in new york no not really oh i do <laughs> anyways moving on you live in new york we live in the same state oh my god just i'm not like a legal resident we basically both lived in the same state for like forever are you still a massachusetts resident or do you like do you still have a massachusetts driving license well, i don't have a driving license in the u.s but legally speaking i'm still a mass a mass resident although if i have my new job then i guess that makes me new york <laughs> I, I that's i guess that's you might have of, to register as a new york resident that's a lot of paperwork that i have to do but yes. Well, good thing I reminded you of all that. All right, let's go. <laughs> okay. I said I did Congress for 200. Yeah, you already did it. Which it's... means that I'm going to do History for 300. History for 300. What did the Emancipation Proclamation do? This one I'm going to be technical on, um, so you have to be right. The Emancipation Proclamation. Isn't that the paper that was written and given to the British government at the time by the 13 colonies demanding that the 13 colonies be given independence from the British government? Is that your final answer? Yes. Nope. That's the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) Damn. So what are they emancipating and proclamating? <laughs> the Emancipation Proclamation um, freed the slaves that were part of the Confederacy. Damn, I really went off on that one. Yeah. Um, but that's true. I. That's an important one. That's kind of, I kind of feel bad to get that one wrong. Now, um, mind you, this didn't free all the slaves because some slave states were still part of the Union. This just freed the slaves that were part of the of the confederacy 
Come on, Noah. Okay. I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> really? I thought I was going to... I told you I was going to be technical about it. Because I'm like, oh, you definitely yeah. know this one. So I want to be... Make sure you get the right one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I'll go Supreme Court for 400. <laughs> Supreme Court for 400. <laughs> where in the Constitution does it say SCOTUS? The Supreme Court can review laws and say whether or not it's constitutional. That is not one I need to know, but I'm gonna guess. Um, oh, uh, Article One, Article One is on the Constitution. Uh, if it's in the Constitution, Article One is about the Congress. Article Two is about the President, and Article Three is about the Supreme Court. So, would it be in this Article Three of the Constitution? Yes or no? Um, what is Article One and Article Two about? Article 1 is about Congress. Article 2 is about the presidency. I am curious because Congress are the people who are responsible for pa or creating laws, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering if they would have something about the Supreme Court reviewing these laws they create within the Congress art section because it is to imply that the Supreme Court has permission over these laws that Congress tries to pass. So you say it's in the Constitution in Article 1? I will. I think you're trying to give me a trick. This is like a trick question here. I don't trust you. So Article 1. Okay. It is a trick question because it's nowhere. Damn it. <laughs> the Supreme Court. I thought it would be nowhere. And then you start talking about articles. No, because like, I, re oh, I, must be I realized realize that because I didn't give you any context of how the Constitution is written, then it's either it's in there or not. So then I'm like, oh, let me explain how the Constitution is written. Damn, I was going to say it wasn't in there. And now you tricked me. Oh. I remember I told you, it's like, do you think it's in Article 1, Article 2, Article 3, or nowhere? I gave those options. Okay. okay. You know what? Let's do another question. No. I'm good again. No, let me explain this one. Part of this is an educational thing, Noah. It's an educational experience. So nowhere, in the, like we talked about, nowhere in the Constitution does... Does does it say Supreme Court can interpret whether laws are constitutional or not? The the reason that uh, SCOTUS can do that is because of one of its earliest decisions called Marbury v. Madison. That's where um oh shoot I forgot his name uh Marshall Chief Justice Marshall something like that uh he's he uh, said that the supreme court gets to decide whether or not something is constitutional or not and congress was just like sure why not but yeah that's where it is well yeah so next one all right god damn it constitution for 500 constitution for 500 wow really swing for defenses is it possible to remove um, an amendment oh, no they can only be changed or added. You are right. <laughs> so, Ooh. no, you cannot write a new amendment, but you can write an amendment that is to ignore another amendment. So the 21st Amendment, it tells, uh, tells, uh, it says ignore, I think it's the 18th Amendment, whichever one banned alcohol. <laughs> Interesting. Um... I find that kind of weird because wouldn't like after a couple centuries the 
the Constitution become really bloated with amendments and a lot of them just being like, ignore this, ignore that, and then all getting really confusing? Well, there's only like 27 amendments, Noah. It's... Okay, the American true. Constitution is very short. Like, if you read the French Constitution, oh my god, that is long. But you can read the American Constitution in like 30 minutes. Yeah, that's true. Alright. Okay. Well, um... You got points. I remember I read that somewhere, so let's go. Um, I'm now going to do History for 100. History for 100. <laughs> what year did the U.S. declare independence? Ah. Ah. 1776. Correct. On July 4th. Correct. You want to know a fun fact about that? Okay. Go ahead. Technically speaking, they passed the Declaration of Independence on July 2nd, but but by the time everyone found out about it, it was July 4th. Okay. Because they didn't so they didn't have tech they didn't have Twitter back then. True. Um I'm going to go for Constitution 200. Okay. What is the Bill of Rights, Noah? Who is Bill and what are his rights? Uh no, isn't it the first 10 um amendments in the constitution that represents like the basic rights of all americans uh yeah i know it is 10 there are 10 in them yeah you're right so okay the basic rights of the americans but you were not specific out the numbers yeah no i just asked what, what it is <laughs> okay i do believe that in the civics exam they do ask for the number again 2020 exam different <laughs> Ah, uh, no, the question is, what do we call the first ten amendments to the Constitution? Oh, okay. The Bill of Rights. It's the other way around. But okay. That's why I knew. Um, let's see. Congress for 300. Congress for 300. Okay, so you only, have to, you only have to get one of these right. So, the 27th Amendment is the one that affects on how Congress gets to set its own salaries. How long did it take from its initial proposal until it got ratified? How long did it take? Or, alternatively, you can answer, who was the main person that actually got the amendment to pass? You now, don't need his name. You just need uh, to tell me a basic description. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the most recent amendment implemented in the Constitution. I believe so, yes. Okay. Um... Let's say, because Congress is kind of the ones who have to uh, do the decision, they probably dragged this on for a while. Can I say 90 days, more or less? 90 days, that's your final guess? Yeah. <laughs> so off. <laughs> 202 years. Pushed by a college student who got a C on their paper is in the answer. <laughs> okay, remember I said this is a two-parter? Yeah. So, so the first one, it took 202 years. So this college student in Austin wrote a paper saying that technically Congress could just, uh, uh, this amendment can always pass through. His professor thought that was, uh, th that's not possible and gave him a C on the paper. So the dude went on a, like, a 10-year, 15-year campaign to get every state to ratify the amendment and then it got ratified. And then I heard his college professor change his grade from a C to an A. But yes. That is... What? Okay, that's super interesting. Um, when you just want to give it to your professor, so you actually change the U.S. government as a whole. Yep. Wow. 
Ooh, no, there's not that many uh, questions do, left for you to get your points. I'm going to do Congress again for 400. <laughs> How often has Congress formally declared war? Uh, this one... Eight times. Huh? Eight times? Well, what? Yeah, tell me, tell me what you were going to say. Oh, you oh. could be... Just be close-ish. I'll give, like, a... Eight times. Eight times? Okay. Is that your answer? Yes. Five. <laughs> Close-ish, right? <laughs> is eight close it's to It's a smaller five? number. See, this is what I was about to say. You have like two to three to go on. But then like you said eight. And I'm like, wait, that's three away. And I'm like, ah, damn. Uh, sure. Since you're in desperate need of help. But yes, Congress. Yeah. <laughs> Congress has only formally declared war five times in American history. The War of 1812 against the British. The Mexican-American War, the Spanish-American War, World War One, and World War Two. All the other wars have not formally been declared by Congress. Can you tell that I like that the war powers thing is really interesting to me? Because it's like the second question that comes, the third question that comes up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Supreme Court for 500? Uh, for 400, you mean? 500. Supreme Court. Already, oh, Supreme Court. Sorry. How's that constitution? Uh, does the president and Congress have to listen to the Supreme Court? No, they do not have to listen to the Supreme Court. Um, but the Supreme Court can still say whatever they're doing is illegal and stop it from happening. Yeah. <laughs> More or less. They can be like, we don't want to listen, but then the Supreme Court can still be like, uh, yeah, but it's illegal, so we're still forcing you to stop. Well, um, but yeah, it's, a. Uh... There's this famous quote from uh, Andrew Jackson. It's uh, John John Marshall, like, I'm paraphrasing. It's like John Marshall commanded it. He can, he can enforce it because the Supreme Court has no enforcement mechanism, meaning, there's a, they, meaning that there's just like, no one has to listen to them. We just choose to listen to them because that's how the Constitution is written. But even then, at any time, Congress could be like, we're going to remove your ability to hear like 98% of what the Supreme Court does. Or the president can just not appoint any judges and Senate can just not approve any judges. And eventually the Supreme Court will die out, which is technically mm -hmm. constitutional. That's interesting. But yes. So just get rid of the Supreme Court by like being, nah, guys, we're not appointing any more of you. Yep. But yes. Congrats, okay. Noah. You're 300 points away from being an American. History for 200. History for 200. <laughs> oh, that's 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 not even written correctly. Uh, what? Oh, okay. What was the do, uh, what was the name of the document? The first uh, the document of the first government the U.S. had. The document of the first government the U.S. had. Yes. I mean, what kind of document? Like what set their what organized their government? Is it the is it the Constitution? Is it something else? No, the Constitution was not written yet. They were writing the Constitution during that time. Um, it was not the Declaration of Independence because they had to form that government before declaring independence. Um, I want to say something to do with the Union, the <laughs> State of the Union. No, that is the address the president has to do every time. Um. This is one I am very... I don't know if I know this one. No, I probably have heard of it, but I don't know if... I think I need to know this one. 
Um, yeah, you probably don't need to know this one. It'd be weird if he asked you to. Do you think I heard of it in any of our social studies classes? Yes, 100%. We even talked about it on uh, this what show. Was, what? Um, you can give up. Uh, no, I gotta give a name. Like, I can't just go without saying anything. Um, the Confederacy Papers. Haha, that's just a random name I came up with. But I'll, <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> okay. Well, at first I was gonna be like you're completely wrong in that uh, before the declaration of independence while it, it's true that it was uh, made by like the this national congress each state considered themselves independent but the first mm-hmm. actual government the united states has had was founded under the oh did i not put the answer the articles of confederation ah i know there was like confederacy in there yes because they either referred to themselves as a union, which was the uh, Union of 13 Colonies, or the Confederacy of 13 Colonies. So, do I give you the points? Do you deserve the points? No. I'm going to say no. Either way, it's not going to help me get over there. Uh, yeah, because you, you, can, you can get yeah. it through these. <laughs> Constitution for 400. Constitution for 400. <laughs> Have you heard of the Equal Protection Clause? I don't think so. Okay, I should define. Um, and I want to say it is not in the Bill of Rights. It is not. The first ten amendments. Okay. Because mind you, each amendment can have multiple parts of it. But the Equal Protection Clause is basically everyone has equal protection under the law. So you can't discriminate. Under the U.S. government? Yes. Um, I believe, if I remember correctly, this is really interesting, but um, for example... When they ask you about who can vote, they specifically say man. But then when they talk about certain things, it's like women have the right to vote too. So it's like certain outdated clauses in the, or in the amendments that have not yet been updated. But then the other amendments refer to those older statements and change them to be able to cover everyone. And so I will say that it is unlikely that all people were equal in the Bill of Rights originally. Because, for example, not all women had the right to vote at the time. And this is a later added amendment. So, no, it's not in there. Congratulations, Noah. You are an American. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was close. Do you want to do the last one? I will do the oh, last one because there's only one more I should left. say what the answer was. The answer is it's in the 14th Amendment. Okay. <laughs> uh, now we're doing Congress for 500. What is the filibuster? Isn't a filibuster a well-known move in the Senate? Mm-hmm. Which is um, basically holding a bill hostage. Yes. Or refusing to cooperate. Yes. To delay something to a point where it becomes invalidated. Yes. So it's basically a refusal to participate in a vote or in a session of Congress as to push a bill back far enough as to as for it to finally become invalidated. Are you reading that from a dictionary? No. Uh, I am just remembering it from all the times we mentioned it. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it stops, it, it prevents people from being able to vote, uh, to debate on voting on a bill. Uh, okay. So you already became an American, but Noah, can you guess for what reason the longest filibuster ever happened? 
Can you guess for what reason? Like what they did as a filibuster or why? what the bill they tried to move was about? What, the, what bill they tried to stop. You don't have to get the date right. You just got to get the basic right. Basic um, name of it right. Was it like slavery and they basically just held it back the entirety of the Civil War? Nope. But you're not. Um, but, but I like where your mind's at. I'm sure that there was some form of filibuster at the time that they did during the also, Civil War. Also, I don't think those filibuster existed in the 1860s. Okay. Um. Let's see. I mean, I, I mean, it did exist. They want to say that the reason you're gonna talk about it is that it's probably for something kind of stupid. Uh. <laughs> Maybe not all my things are stupid. Sometimes it's just because it's like, oh, that's bad. No, but I just feel like the reason it's the longest filibuster would be like kind of funny to hear the longest one was for a relatively stupid reason. Um, I'm trying to think. Was it to vote on... Um, what about the Obamacare thing? Well, that was a long filibuster. It's not even in the top five. Really? Okay, I am not sure, um, but I would say it has to do with, uh, hmm, I don't really know. I did give my answer, though. I mean, this one is just a special round. If, if, uh, if you want to think, uh, Obama called it a Jim Crow artifact. Wait, could you repeat that? Obama called it a Jim Crow artifact. Oh, Jim Crow laws, which were at the time of civil rights. Mm-hmm. So what act would have been filibustered by an individual senator for the longest in American history? Um, one, two, end, um, segregation. Uh, that was technically, that was technically a, uh, a Supreme Court decision, but sure, I'll give it to you. The Civil Rights Act of 1957, it was, uh, filibustered by, uh, this senator, Strom Thurmond, for over 24 hours and back then when you filibustered you had to talk the entire time you had to stand there and talk the entire time and he did that for 24 hours that is impressive to have 24 hours worth of content to talk about that is a lot of dedication to um... being a racist yeah <laughs> uh, yeah so I think, uh, let's see, how long is this episode? Are there records? Do they, like, write down what people talk about the whole time? Are there records of this? Yes. Any Anything that happens during an official session of Congress it has a written record. So there was a person there who had to write down everything he was saying for those 24 hours. Yes. So he could just have been, like, talking about his life, his entire life, talking about whatever he's passionate about, and talking about how much he hates black people yep during those 24 hours yep and i'm guessing that's basically what he did uh he also uh he apparently referenced a bunch of like uh old documents the federalist papers the art like constitution bill of rights blah 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 etc but yes i feel like he couldn't have done research for a 24 hour long speech like at some point he had to just start pulling shit from his ass and be like Baby shark, do, 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 like just in front, like, because he had to talk. He's going to start singing music or something. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, believe it or not, I don't, as much as I 
am interested by this. I have no like will to see what he talked about for 24 hours. Yeah, no, I'm like, I am just impressed by the fact that an individual did it for 24 hours does not mean that I think he did it for a good reason. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, it's hate, hate does amazing, uh, does, it uh, makes people do some crazy things. You know, there's sometimes no better, um, there's nothing better to help encourage you to do certain things than spite. It's like, you know, just when you got to do something out of spite sometimes, like you really just go for it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I actually did better than I expected on this because these questions were quite tough. Yes. So, m- mind you, all this this all, whole thing is uh, tongue in cheek. Most Americans can't pass the regular civics exam. Just, and... And now this is a civics exam done by a poli-sci major, partially made for his own fun and to mess with me. Yep. And you passed so, it. Yeah. I am surprised, but okay. I managed. Hell yeah. But yeah, thank you guys. I think that I think we're good for uh, for, t- for this episode. Okay. Yeah, I am getting tired of talking now, but I actually had quite a bit of fun with this, so... Thank you for um, listening to this special episode about um, the Jeopardy, Civics Jeopardy game, where I have to answer questions because I got a civics test happening in less than two weeks. Yeah, and I think you're... It's actually in two weeks minus one day. Yes, and I think, Noah, that you are well prepared, and when you pass the test, congratulations on being an American. Where uh, the yes. president could just go to war for sixty days and not get approval from anyone with anyone he wants. I'm sure, like, <laughs> no, the generals might be like, "Are you sure about this?" That's, before doing anything, if the but... generals do that, that's technically against the constitution. <laughs> that is true. So yes, uh, like happy early American ship, American citizenship. You guys will hear all about it in two weeks, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, guys, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for indulging um, me and my bullshit. <laughs> and, and see you guys next week. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all have a good one.